welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. It's been about 18 months since the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. Most nation states have been left to resolve the health and consequent economic crisis on their own. And some states have fared better than others. In India, Daily COVID transmissions exceed 400,000 people, and it's commonly held that that is a gross underestimation. Tragic scenes of rivers filled with dead bodies have flooded the international media. And as always, the poor and destitute are hit the hardest. On today's program, we speak with social justice movement activist Sujata about the unfolding catastrophe in India. I'm Sujatna. Um, I've been part of the, uh, with, uh, the feminist movement and the labor movement for the last uh, about 40 years or more. Um, I'm part of an organization called Forum, which is a women's organization. Uh, and I've been associated with various uh, uh, labor groups you know, earlier. Uh, and I worked uh, briefly for about uh, uh, half a decade with uh, uh, International Union of Food Workers, and I've been part of uh, the labour scene in Maharashtra. Here in Australia, we've been watching the uh, tragic situation unfold in India. We understand that you're up to 400,000 transmissions a day of COVID. Instead of ramping up the health system and getting uh, getting vaccines, etc., our government was very busy in uh, in showing off a little bit in terms uh, a lot actually in terms of how we have uh, 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 defeated Corona, how we've defeated COVID-19. And so then you have these horrendous uh, 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 pictures and images of, of, of deaths all over. Uh, some states more than, uh, uh, than others. My state had it quite badly, uh, but not, not as bad as uh, like Uttar Pradesh, which is the largest in terms of population. Uh, and um, now things are a little bit better in the sense that the 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 number the uh, the number of infections and the number of uh, deaths mortality uh, has uh, become less. But there's there's another talk about the third wave. So one is really very apprehensive, and you know uh, everybody's very worried of what will happen. And there's no sight sight of vaccines. Uh, uh, vaccines, a very, very small proportion, less than 5% of, of the population has had two doses. And about 12, 13% have had one dose. Uh, and um, in India, the percentage uh, uh, is huge. I mean, you know, you when you say 1%, it's a huge number. Uh, so when you say that 96% uh, uh, of, of people are not vaccinated, in, uh, not given both the doses, it's it's really like a very 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 uh, catastrophic situation. So so there is a lot of worry, as a lot of uh, apprehension that is still uh, very much there, uh, and uh, the the uh, situation with regard to the economy is no better. So you on the one hand you have the corona uh, the, the COVID nineteen virus and the and the disease and the mortality at one level, at another level. There is uh, there are no jobs, 
jobs have been lost. I mean, the the number of jobs that have gone. It's like uh, like just only in May twenty twenty one, fifteen point thirty three million jobs were lost. So uh, uh, it's a very very uh, uh, worrying situation. Uh, uh, you never know when people will just you know uh, uh, slide into. Starvation deaths and stuff like that. So it's really very, uh, very difficult. Yeah. So I'm assuming the job losses and the economic um, collapse is due to lockdowns and and closing things down. Is that is that what has happened in India? Have there been lockdowns? Uh, you know, uh, as you would know, Giselle. Um, well over ninety percent, and some say ninety seven percent of uh, of the workers. Uh, in India, uh, belong to what is called the informal economy. Now, in informal economy, when you look at look at look on the ground level situation, it means that if you work today, you will give be able to put food uh, on the plates of your family and yourself in the evening. Not otherwise. That is the grim situation because there is no social security of any sort here. Uh, so, um, when the lock first lockdown was was uh, was declared end of March. Uh, there was there was uh, a notice of four hours that was given. India is a huge country. A notice of four hours with uh, with uh, stopping all transport. Uh, and uh, so people, uh, a very large proportion of, of uh, people, millions of people, uh, workers uh, are migrant workers because of the because of various situations including the un, uneven development of the of states so you have these states that are uh, that that are migrant centers um, so you have uh, up bihar uh, orissa west bengal jharkhand chhattisgarh uh, uh, large parts of uh, uh, central india send workers to west to the west and to the south and all these people were stranded uh, they just couldn't move, and uh, if you if you look at the situation of, of the housing here, um, there is no housing. So there, there are people like seven, eight uh, workers, eight, eight construction workers, would be living in one room, uh, and uh, the, the, uh, that is where uh, you were just dumped. You know, you were you were you had to stay in the, the, that room because you couldn't get out. Um, there was no food. So if the food was being served by some NGO, you have to go and get it, which, which often the police distribute you up. And this is really on the ground situation. It's not at all an exaggeration. It's actually it's a, a very understatement. So that is a, I mean, uh, I'm the, situ the situation of the economy was bad even before COVID. Uh, in, in fact, the, uh, the informal economy had been going down since the, the, the disastrous uh, experiment of the uh, demonetization. Because a lot of the economy, whether it's agriculture or the informal economy, depends on, on, on cash. And then you, when you suddenly 86% of the cash is rendered uh, uh, invalid, illegal, um, the entire economy crumbles. So the, the, it had begun, the collapse had begun even before. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, 2020 uh, lockdown, but uh, it was really very strict and almost draconian. That sort of broke the back totally. 
I forgot about the demonetization project. I mean, we knew that the global economy was on the brink of collapse prior to COVID and that COVID catalyzed recession in most parts of the world. Um, so it makes sense that India was also on the verge of collapse prior to COVID as well. Yeah. Uh, but we also can't deny that there is a, a pandemic that requires a health response and you you talked a little bit about the lack of vaccination um, but also the ineffectiveness of lockdown because of the sheer volume of people in the country most of whom live in destitution how do we fight back how do we resist the economic collapse but actually what should we be asking for to uh, to to fix the economy and the health crisis Basically, there are about uh, about uh, uh, seven eight demands that that uh, people on the ground have uh, talked about. One thing is you have to get vaccines. There is no two ways about it, and it has to be free and uh, and uh, universal. So everybody should be. It's, it, it's not pick and choose, and you you know like uh, some people will get it. Uh, you have to pay money, and some people that's that's not how it uh, it will work. That is one. The other thing is that you really need to ramp up uh, the health infrastructure, especially in rural areas, but also elsewhere. Uh, upgrade it, and uh, there's a very huge amount of backlog. You know, there's there's uh, uh, the the ideal ratio of say a nurse to uh, a patient to a, a nurse to a patient would be like one is to three. And in operation theaters, it's ICUs, etc. It's supposed to be one is to one, but there have been uh, nurses. Uh, there have been studies which show that nurses have been, uh, uh, they've been uh, in some places even even over a hundred people that the nurses had to attend to. That's basically because uh, there have been no recruitment of nurses or doctors or of any health personnel. Um, there have been uh, uh, primary health centers that have been completely vacant. There are there are uh, a thousand sheep that are uh, that are uh, uh, sort of you know residing in them because they've been not not open for for years together. So ramping up of health uh, system, recruiting, uh, filling up vacancies and recruiting health workers is absolutely important. Uh, increasing the health budget, like uh, uh, Maharashtra, the state I belong to, it, less than half a percent of uh, of the budget uh, is on health. And it, it has to be at least about 5%. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, people, people who work in the health movement have, have uh, 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 worked it out in terms of how much is necessary. Then we have, you know, we have very good uh, 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 programs. The one program is called ASHA. ASHA would mean accredited uh, 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 health workers, okay? uh, uh, accredited social health workers. Sorry, and uh, uh, they are uh, they are in rural areas. They do enormous amounts of work, but they are not uh, they are not part of the official uh, uh, employment in the uh, health sector. So they are they are uh, they they would be given a thousand rupees, which is absolute peanuts, um, and uh, they have to do a lot of work. They have to travel a lot. And during COVID, they had to go from house to house survey, surveying um, uh, who has COVID, who has COVID symptoms, I mean. 
so uh, then there, there is there is another entire program called anganwadi uh, which is like a like a uh, you know uh, for, ch for for children below 6 uh, 6 years uh, you know, the uh, working parents can go and keep them but even they are given absolute peanuts you know 3000 4000 so uh, all these systems really need to i mean the systems are quite okay but they but the way they are handled the way uh, the, the lack of dignity that the personnel uh, uh, is subjected to uh, is uh, like in in uh, in many places. Uh, we had just recently had four meetings of of uh, various uh, uh, women workers in uh, in various sectors, and they were saying that that uh, uh, they are not even given a a, a, a mask or or, or uh, sanitizers or any protective equipment. And uh, uh, so, uh, and if they ask, if, if they uh, if they get their own and they ask, they will they will not be they will they're often denied uh, that. So sometimes uh, some some um, version of a mask is given, but you know it's not uh, it's not updated. It's not something that uh, that is given as frequently as it should be. Uh, so especially the, the so-called lower ranks of the health health health. Uh, system are really you know like the, the health and safety their working conditions uh, the hours of work uh, everything is just uh, completely inhuman so all that that needs to change And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. On today's show, we look at the COVID-19 health and economic crisis in India. We're speaking with Sujata, a social justice and union movement activist from India. Modi as the president, is he exploiting the pandemic for his political support and his political objectives? See, the thing is that what the BJP and the, and the Modi government have done is they have used the pandemic to, to um, bulldoze and steamroll a whole lot of legislation which is completely uh, illegal, unconstitutional and, uh, and anti-people. So they, they brought in three uh, farm laws and, uh, and the labour laws have all been uh, uh, completely abandoned and they brought in four labour codes. So uh, out of the four, uh, 44 labour laws which have been completely uh, uh, you know sidelined uh, uh, cancelled now they have made four labor, labor codes which are extremely uh, anti people uh, plus they've done a whole lot of other things they 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 gotten uh, they they really used the uh, the uh, pandemic uh, and the fact that we cannot be on the streets uh, so you know real, like uh, very very uh, strategically and uh, um, with completely, absolutely nothing to do with democracy, nothing to do with 
the, the whether it's the parliament, whether it's the, 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 the judiciary, whether it's the media, it completely uh, um, put them put everything in their pockets, including the the, uh, the um, election commission. Uh, recently, when the Human Rights Commission uh, had to be had to have a a chairperson, one of the most regressive uh, judges who who uh, who has gone publicly saying Modi is the greatest uh, person on earth or whatever, he has been appointed as the uh, Human Rights uh, uh, the National Human Rights Commission. So all the institutions have been completely, thoroughly discredited and and uh, used for their their purpose. So they have done done a, a, a stupendous uh, uh, way. Uh, the way they have they have uh, used the pandemic for their purpose. The last the last part of the pandemic, they really lost it. Uh, 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 their um, you know, Popularity has has reduced drastically with so many dead bodies floating in the Ganga and so many uh, 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 you know the, the funeral pyres lit everywhere. But before that, they were just having it so good. The other thing I wanted to tell you is the 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 huge amount of indebtedness. That's a very huge problem because there was not enough uh, whatever little savings were there were all finished. So. So there are there are two aspects. Right? One is like, for example, if you look at the the EPF, the Employment Provident Fund, Employees Provident Fund, a huge amount of people. There's a, a 7.63 million uh, former sector workers had to dip into the uh, Employees Provident Fund once and sometimes twice. And this is a very small. The former sector is a very small proportion uh, of Indian working class. Out of them of 7.63 million have had to uh, dip into their uh, future. And those who don't have EPF, they are completely at the mercy of what is called microfinance institutions, companies. And uh, in our meeting, this, this is an agricultural worker who was telling us that she has run away from a village and gone to a brother's village because the microfinance company uh, agents come, uh, local people who, uh, somebody, somebody who had a little bit of money, they would, uh, they would earlier give, give uh, really poor people some, some little bit of loan. They just refuse. They're saying it's pandemic. You never know when you will die. So on the whole, there's this very, uh, very difficult situation, especially for poor women workers. Uh, and uh, uh, this uh, microfinance institute, Institutions and institutions like that, very large uh, interest rate, is, uh, uh, is is has become a very very big problem because there's just no money in people's hands. They have to um, pay the electricity bill, they have to pay their water bill. There is nothing because, uh, uh, like in uh, mid mid May, uh, even the Manrega, um, the uh, the National uh, Rural Employment Guarantee Scheme was also shut down because of the pandemic. So it was, uh, it, and if not for the Manrega, uh, the, the Rural Employment Guarantee Scheme and the PDS, the Public Distribution Scheme of Greens, if these were not there, I think there would have been huge amounts of starvation deaths and suicides. 
Well, is there amongst the demands of the workers a demand for a living income while the economy is collapsing both because of the pandemic and what happened before the pandemic? Yeah, the, the, the demand is uh, that that uh, a lot of uh, uh, sections are putting forward is that uh, till till we don't get our jobs back, till the pandemic uh, is uh, raging, that, that uh, every household should be given uh, at least six thousand uh, um, rupees uh, apart from PDS, the apart from the ration, and there should be uh, in the ration we only get rice and wheat. We should also get other things like oil. Oil is has completely has is skyrocketing now. So I, oil, sugar, uh, spices, etc., is also something we should get. That is a demand and a minimum of six thousand uh, uh, till the pandemic lasts, until people do, uh, get their jobs back. And what that is, is one of the demands? What is happening with people's ability to mobilise and uh, to rally and demonstrate in the streets? Are there prohibitions on that? There's a Disaster Management Act which which prohibits that. But as you would have known, last six and a half months, the the farmers are are out on the on the on the outskirts of Delhi. Uh, there are also agricultural workers there and, and Dalit workers there uh, who are uh, for the last six and a half uh, months, they are just camped. They camped outside the, uh, the uh, capital, outside Delhi. But apart from that, and that is, has been possible because there's huge mobilization. The, uh, the government has not been able to do anything about it. But nobody else has been able to demonstrate. So like when the labor code came in, when the uh, labor codes came in, uh, the the, uh, the organized working class, uh, apart from uh, petitions and you know like uh, uh, just uh, sort of national level strikes, etc. But but you know something more concerted and something that that would that would shake the government the way the farmers uh, strike has done, nobody could do. So all of us are right now just online working, etc. Some token. Uh, hunger strike or something that is that happens but otherwise it's not really uh, they've really managed to contain uh, all uh, all immediately uh, the moment you do something uh, there is a a, 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 a a case against you and if I have a first information report is uh, there the, the police comes and uh, uh, calls you and then you need to go around the, uh, this court or that court and so on. So that they have, uh, and whichever this is, uh, whichever government is in power. Uh, it's just, even the state governments are doing that, but the, but the central government is more brutal. Well, Sujata, it sounds like there is a lot of work to do to support the workers of India and 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 the people of India. Um, I commend you for all of your efforts. Um, it, it does bring us to the end of the interview, though, so I just wanted to ask you if there was anything you wanted to add. I think um, the, the international press has done a wonderful job, really. Because our, our, our media has, is completely, uh, you know, the majority part of the media has completely sold out. Uh, so I think uh, just uh, amplifying our voices 
and saying that uh, you know what is happening is not democracy that it is not something that you know that that even uh, 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 the election commission commissioner uh, has uh, has played a very very um, uh, wrong role a very negative role uh, in uh, in now the in, in increasing this wave that happened because they just allowed a ma big ma massive rallies to go on uh, so uh, to uh, amplify our voices would be something that uh, you know would be very very good uh, and to to uh, keep in touch with different uh, movements that are there uh, like the farmers movement is a very important uh, this thing which uh, which the government is trying to uh, uh, throttle Uh, so, uh, and once uh, the, there's a little bit of of free space that we have, I think all of us will not keep quiet. We will, you know, like uh, um, be on the streets, and we will uh, um, uh, work towards a, towards a, a place towards towards a time when uh, these uh, people who are ruling us right now will not be there. That was Sujata, a social justice and union movement activist from India, speaking about the COVID-19 health and economic crisis in that country. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.